Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Blog Talk Radio show, Enter the Barber Zone, with your host, Chavez Moment, coming from the Barber Zone Barber Studio, 2505 Parsons Avenue on the south side of Columbus. Welcome, everybody, on a Martin Luther King holiday, the 25th recognition of Martin Luther King's birthday as a federal holiday. Welcome to the show, y'all. Um, you know, feels good being a black man in the world a little bit, at least for this day, you know, makes us feel proud, makes us feel good. So, you know, but I carry that pride all the time. But uh, why is it we only celebrate this one time a year? Maybe that's another show. But um, the topic of today's show, on this Martin Luther King Jr. Reflection Day, what is Dr. King's dream, his vision, and his struggle meant in your life? You know, think about that for a second. What has his, what did, what they were doing back in the 60s, how has that made their life better? You know, that's a, that's a thought. You know, we got all the violence out here and all the black-on-black crime and uh, brown-on-brown crime and, you know, just the, the whole crazy attitude of the world right now. So what, you know, what the kingdom fight for? Supposed to be running around here looking crazy, shooting each other with our pants sagging, looking like slaves. You know, this the this this, this the blog talk calling each other niggas. Got white boys calling each other niggas right now. But you know, it's another thing. We're gonna go on with the show. Um, thank you for everybody that 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 supports the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio Show into the Barber Zone. Find us. At our new time, every Monday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here. You can find us at blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone or at the official Barberzone website, www.barberzone.org. Under Barber's, under BG Radio, click Listen Live. You can hear the show right through your computer, your smartphone, or whatever it may be. Connect. Check us out. Um, if you if you if you are listening through the internet, or you might have called into the show and you wanna you wanna say a few words on this topic about you know give a little Martin Luther King Jr. reflection. The number is three four seven six three seven three eight five zero. Make sure you press one. Lets me know that you wanna say something. All right, y'all. Um. Y'all know before we go, before we go any further, let's not get too far in the show. Um, we got to get our shout-outs, man. You know, we got to get our prayers to the man upstairs. So we got to take a second and say, thank you, Father, for another day, another opportunity, another day to be able to celebrate Dr. King's birthday. This may not be his birthday, but we celebrate it as a federal holiday. Father, I just want to thank you for allowing the individuals 25 years ago to make this a federal holiday, to make the struggle that Dr. King went through not vain. You know, we get some recognition. So I just want to thank you. Thank you for the struggle of those that went before us, those young brothers and sisters in Arkansas, the the Selma and the Mobile, Alabama, Everybody that had to face those dogs and those water hoses and those sit-ins and those bus boycotts and everything. Father, I want to thank you for giving them the strength and the vision to be able to go through that. So now that we, myself, and others, were able to do the things that we're able to do across racial lines without the, the, the struggle and the strife and all the problems that went on. So as we end up this, this Martin Luther King Reflection Day, we just say thank you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your peace. And thank you for your mercy. And as we go on, don't let us just have this attitude in just one day. 
Let us carry on this 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 vision of of peace and happiness and love and joy and all your fruits every day. Let us be better than the day we were before. Father, all these blessings we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. We're going to keep on going with the show. A um, couple quick notes. Uh, visit barberzone.org for your barber information. Keep you up on the, the current events, the products, everything, video, YouTube, if you want to get hold to us. Um, if, you're on the, if you're in the Columbus area, you want to stop by. We're located at 2505 Parsons Avenue behind the drive through next to the certified gas station. Um, 614-445-ZONE. That's 614-445-9663. Or um, email us if you have any questions or concerns or you want to drop us a note about the show. Info at barbazone.org. We'll get back with you as soon as we can. Um, reflection. Dr. King Reflection. First of all, I'm, I'm gonna start off with myself. Um, so we got a caller from the five seven three. Welcome to the show. If you want to say something, press one. I get you on. Um, first of all, let me give a little brief, brief reflection. Myself, um, being a forty one year old black man, college educated, single father, business owner, educator, um, motivational speaker. All of those things. A lot of them think that's what Dr. King was. So I feel kind of proud to be able to walk in a few steps like that. But without his struggles, I don't know where we would have been. Because where I live here in Columbus, Ohio, I live on the south side. I live in an area called Southfield. Um, tell you a little bit about the area real quick. The area where I live is where... Southfield is where the black military officers, this was military housing for the black officers that was at Rickenbacker Air Force Base that is a few miles away. So we have a, a, a small black community tucked in here amongst a lot of other white communities. So when I was coming up going to school, it was just, you know, we went to school amongst ourselves until the desegregation and busing came. Then we went well, we, where we went, quote, unquote, across the track, went over the side of the trail, where we encountered a predominantly white school, a school who had really no, they really didn't know anything about dealing with black folks. Let's keep it like that. So I, I, I kind of, in a small way, can can relate to the Arkansas Nine because when we started school there, I was in the uh, fourth grade. It was a few uh, few fisticuffs, a few fights, a little social unrest, a little name calling that went on at the school that we weren't used to being from across the track growing up with each other. So, um, you know, we started off early with the desegregation thing. We had to ride the bus from. You know, going from the school we went to all our lives. I actually lived right behind the school I was going to, and I was bused to cross the railroad track, another side of town, to go to a predominantly white school. Um, fast forward to the to today. The funny thing is, now I own a barbershop in that predominantly white area where I was forced to go to school. So things like that, with Dr. King struggle, it made it. It made that. It made that available for me to even do. A lot of people ask me, Bill, why you put your shop why you put your shop over there on Parsons? I'm gonna let y'all know Parsons Avenue was like a street with the white folks that the other white folks don't like. It's trailer parks and you know, as they call them the PYTs out here. Bill, why you put a barbershop out there? One it was available and two, this is where I grew up, amongst the white folks. Like today, people ask me, man, you open on Dr. King Day? Yeah. With Dr. King's effort, it made me able to be cut, able to be in my shop today working in that white part of town. And to totally be honest, 
I cut more white people today than I did black people. That's a little Dr. King reflection, but, uh, you know, we got some callers on here uh, from the 614 right here in Columbus, from the 704. Um, Y'all want to join in, man, give a little reflection on what Dr. King's dream meant in your life. Press 1, we'll get you on the line so you can uh, give a little reflection on um, the struggles that went on in the 60s. Excuse me, with the uh, the water hoses and the dogs and the beatings and the callings of of the name, man, wow! Can you imagine that? I'm hopefully, 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 God willing, we can get somebody on the show who's old enough and may have even gone through some of that stuff to give a little reflection on, you know, what they say. See what they say. See what I do. So if anybody's listening and you have, and you might have an older relative that may have grown up in the South in the 60s, pass them the phone. Have them jump on, man. We're doing Martin Luther King Reflections today. It'd be great to get a reflection from somebody who actually went through the struggle. Um, I've had the, I've had the, the honor and pleasure of, uh, cutting the gentleman, God rest his soul, Mr. Scott, for years, who actually was from some, some Alabama and actually went to Tuskegee, was a um, what, third generation Tuskegee Airman, and actually sit in some of the rallies and some of the speeches and some of the planning sessions with Dr. King and some of the other leaders, and he would tell me stories. I actually have some on video. I might have to. I'm gonna have to dig and find them out. See if I can get them, put them on YouTube or something. But he used to get tell me stories about you know some of the things that that went on, and he actually had pictures where you see him being a young man behind Dr. King and some of the other leaders with a notepad and pencil in his hand. So if we was able to get you know. Somebody like that on the line, that'd be crazy on the barber zone today. Um, look like we can look like we got my man on the line, man. Give us uh, one of them down south uh, reflections, because th- this is this is funny. I'm gonna bring my man Roger Samuels on the line on this on this uh, this Martin Luther King reflection day. Welcome to the show, good brother. How you doing, man? How's everybody doing, barber zone? Uh, every, everything is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. Hey y'all, um, this is funny. This is a this, this is an MLK reflection, man. This year, I, you know, I was able to go to some to, to some places I never ever thought I would go to, and going to Columbia, South Carolina, being uh-huh. a brother from the free state of Ohio, that was crazy, and to actually ride down. Stonewall Jackson Drive Avenue, or Roger can can tell me what it is. Actually, ride down Stonewall Jackson Drive, and to see the Capitol, where a lot of you know bigoted things went on. That was just that was just crazy. I I don't know if I remember. I even said, man, damn. Yeah. You got, you got a brother from Ohio riding down Stonewall Jackson. That ain't supposed to happen. <laughs> Oops. But. But with Dr. King and the struggle that, that they went through, we was able to get through it, man. So, Roderick, on this evening, man, give a little MLK reflection, man, You, especially you being a brother from down south. Well, um, first and foremost, hello to all the Barbizone listeners. It's Roderick Samuels, Profile Companies, Corporate Institute Foundation. Um, I want to say thank you to Chavez for having me on the show. Um, you know, I just wanted to kind of take time to uh to um to give a word um for some of the listeners. Um Dr. Martin Luther King or Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. um really, really set um a great foundation for us to follow. Um a philanthropist, a, a leader, a motivator, uh, a preacher, um a figure in in the lives of so many African Americans. But I'm here to say 
um, that we still have work to do. Um, although we've crossed several uh, racial barriers, um, racism in the United States of America still exists. Um, being a young African-American man growing up in South Carolina, um, especially in Charleston, South Carolina, which used to be one of the main ports of the 13 colonies where slaves were imported and sold, um, right downtown Charleston um, at the slave market where now it's kind of a historical uh, venue and they have vendors and stuff there. Um, it's really a constant reminder um, to me um, and as well as, uh, you know, I'm more than sure that there's several other people that feel the same way, that we still have a lot of work to do. Um, I, was, I was actually reading a book, and this is a must-read for everyone. If you have not read the Willie Lynch letter, Man. <laughs> The Making of a Slave, all of the work that, that Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did we still have a lot of work left to do because some of the same things, some of the same principles that Willie Lynch, who was, you know, um, a, uh, a slave owner um, from Virginia, some of the same things that he talked about making a slave is some of the same things that we're doing today in 2011. So for yeah. all the listeners... Today is a great day to celebrate his birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Rest in peace. But do not think that we have made it as African-American men, women, businessmen, whatever. We still have a lot of work to do. Let's not go back to those days of the 1700s. We're in 2011. Don't talk about it. Just be about it. Yes, sir. That's a good word. That's a good word. Hey, it was it was it was something that said um, a couple quotes, a couple quotes from Dr. King, man, back in in the '67. Where do we go from here? A good many observers have remarked that if equality came at once, the Negro would not be ready for it. I submit that white America is even more uh, even more unprepared. That's what you're saying right there. If one, if we became free and equal right now, even though we did all this, done all this fighting and struggling to become free, with the crap and the barrel syndrome that we have, we still wouldn't be free. We still wouldn't allow each other to be equal. And you know what, Shavan? Why America would not be ready? You know, there was a there was a commercial that used to run um, a couple years back, um, and I, I believe it was a United States Army commercial. It, it and it and it kept saying, "Freedom isn't free." No, sir. So even with the freedoms that we have now, as African American, Black Americans, you know, just you know, it depends on where you are. Tomato, tomato. You know, we still yep. have a price to pay. We still have a lot of work to do. Yes, we do. All you know, day, every day, all day, oh, every absolutely. day. They didn't, absolutely, they didn't fight. They didn't fight coming through Columbia, South Carolina, all the way to Greene County, Ohio. See, I, I went to I went to Central State University, the only historical black college in the Midwest. It's located in in Wilberforce, Ohio, and it and and it sits on slave. Burial grounds. There, are, it, it was part of the Underground Railroad. There's still, there's still slave freedom houses and underground railroad, you know, underground railroad tunnels and hiding places on campus. So for, you know, so for black people, Negroes as as niggas as we was back then to come all the way through South Carolina and get here to Ohio for us still to act a fool. Come on, man. All that struggle, a lot of times, is in vain because we've got where we can be equal. We've gotten where we have the resources to do the things that we want to do. We just don't take advantage of it. 
I'm a living example. My man Roderick is a living example. We, I, 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 I break bread with a lot of people that are living examples of just putting your best foot forward. Take advantage of everything you can. You know what, Shavan? You hear people, yeah. You hear people talk about white and 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 black and do this and do that. No, man, we're all people. We all have the same opportunities to a certain extent. There are some exceptions, and then there 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 are some some barriers. But we do as for a whole, we have we have the same advantages day by day when we wake up in the morning as other people in in America. So, you know. All right, good brother. What what you got you know, for? You know, opportunities don't go away. They just go to somebody else. <clears throat> you know, um, you know, I can just remember, you know, several years ago, probably back in, oh man, let's see, two thousand and four, when I first planned to open up my barber school. You know, the mm-hmm. types of adversities, the types of adversities, and 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 and. and Putbacks, and you know, and just to all the listeners who you know, they may see you know on Facebook, you know, the businesses are thriving and stuff like that. But a lot of people don't know what it really took to get to mm-hmm. get to this point here today. You talking about seven years from conception to fruition? You talking about being you know uh, uh, you know being rejected for uh, I don't know maybe about. 15 to 20 different business loans. I was only asking for $50,000, had collateral, had a decent credit score. Now, am I saying that color played a part? I don't play the I don't play the race code. I don't play the race card. But here again, as young African Americans, as young African American businessmen, we need to make sure that and understand that we still have work to do, and that's that. I mean, that's my point. That's 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 my that's my that's my platform. I'm standing on it. Even though things aren't where they used to be, they're not where they should be. We still got a lot of work to do. If you have not read it, here again for all of, for all the listeners, and I and I hope my boy DC out in California because that's my that's my reading buddy. I hope he's listening. Willie Lynch's letter, The Making of a Slave. Read it, reflect, learn, and understand. Some of the things that are going on in the African-American community, some of the things that are going on in the beauty and barber industry amongst African-American barbers and stylists, we still got work to do. Yes, sir. Now, I'm going to say the benediction. I'm going to pass the plate around. Yeah, we go. Okay, we go. We go. Have we go? Have all the call. <laughs> yeah, we do have. We do. I, I see a couple callers we got here on on queue. Y'all, quit listening. I see y'all. Go on and press one so y'all can go on and get some of these Dr. King reflections. We got some callers from the seven zero two, the eight six four. Got a you know got the seven zero four. Go on, press one. Uh, look like look like JDB. Go on, press that one so we can get your reflections from the North Carolina side. Mr. Well, you Williams, know, Jay, Jay is Jay is actually from Charleston as well, and you know there's several times that he and I talk about things, um, you know things and 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 just you know racism that we face, you know even as adults, um, going into some of these towns for shows and. You know stuff like that. It's man. um, it's kind of crazy. Um, hey, I, I, I went through some of that, man. Just and 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 this was like ninety, maybe even ninety one. They opened up an outlet mall down at the um, down at Jeffersonville, which is right outside of Greene County. These are these are some of the some of the most racist, you know, counties in Columbus. I mean, in, in Ohio. And um, I'm working at the iZod store. You know, I'm that type of prepping type dude. Stop. Get my iZod on and everything. You know, I helped the lady out. That older lady, she's 70 and some change. So helping her out, you know, finding something for her husband. 
got, you know, she went up there to the, uh, went up to the, to the desk. You know how it is in the mall in them type of area. The, uh, the lady at this, uh, clerk asked, you know, who helped you with your, with your stuff today? Did you find it? You know, you know how that little dialogue goes. She said, yeah. She turned around and said, yeah. The little colored boy back there did. And I, and I stopped for a second, like, huh, excuse me? But then I had to stop and I had to look and think, like, okay, she really didn't mean anything wrong, but that's how she was brought up. That's right. I had to sit there and think that, that that's how she was conditioned. She didn't mean she didn't mean it in the way of calling me, a, you know, that little black nigga right there. You know, the colored boy, that, that's what they called us back then. So, but, you know, I've I told that to some other people. Like, man, you should have told it. No, man. You got to think. You got to realize some of these people were conditioned like that. And until they learn, like you say, until they learn the errors of their way, you know, they don't know. So we, we got to teach people about the equality game, man. But like you said, brother, we got a long way to go. JDP, welcome to the Barber Song, good brother. Hey, man, welcome. All right, thank you, man. Thank you for having me on. And uh, all I want to do is I want to start, I, I just want to start by saying, you know, I, I hear the mood. You know, when we talk about Dr. King, we talk about the, 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 we have like a somber mood just talking about it. But indeed, we have to understand what the dream and the vision was and we, should, we shouldn't be somber about it. We should definitely be more uplifted, more empowered to do bigger and better things and be successful pushing forward because he always said if you're going to be a janitor be a great janitor if you're going to be a cook be a great cook and if we decide to be barbers that's be great barbers and, and and that's what and that's what i'm doing so you know and right now you know on this day like you said working i'm actually on mobile call i'm in my in my vehicle now driving back home but we should re, we, we should reflect just for a second to see what his dream was and we should go ahead forward and live the dream. Yeah, we can talk about all the things that's coming about, but you know one thing, when you put yourself in order, the order that he talked about and the dream that he has in focus, what he was what he was dreaming about and what he was seeing, then guess what, man, we can out we can we can oh we can look through all that stuff that he's talking about, the negativity about, you know, not being able to sit at this counter or do that other stuff like that and look at all the possibilities and look at all the opportunities to grow, whether you're black, white, Mexican, Puerto Rican, to grow because it was a dream for everyone to be equal. Exactly, exactly. JDP, preacher for us, good brother. Hey, now, That's all okay, I could do. <laughs> now, now, I, I, I just need a reflection from you, man. Some, some, but, maybe some little, well, you some know, little, well, you know, such a bad man some, like we're, Hey, like Roderick said, we were living in, we lived in South Carolina, you know, we live, you know, I lived in Charleston before I moved to Charlotte, and, uh, you know, I remember my first time actually hanging down at the battery, and back then I was just, you know, young guy, not thinking, not thinking about, you know, oh, we just hanging out there at the spot because it's close to the water, the girls out there on Saturday and Sunday, but it's not until I moved away and revisited back and kind of studied the history of what was what was going on, like when you walk past the slave market, to understood and looked at some of the visions of, yeah, there were people here where people where I knew what it looked, took to look at in a racehorse's mouth. When you look at a racehorse's gums, to know that they had people standing there and checking out other human beings like that, you know, looking mm -hmm. at their gums to see how strong their teeth were, you know, calling a big strong guy. You know, I'm a big I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big African American man. You know, I was known as a buck back then and just to think about that stuff when I went back home it, 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 it drove me to, to really be you know to go after everything that I can man in the profession I am and do what I do the best and, and be the best that I can be and not let not let anybody's judgment hold me back so that's my reflection of what drove me to be driven like I am now and and just want to just not only just prove myself, but actually fulfill that dream of, of being great in Dr. King's eyes. Yes, sir. And that's all we can do because those of us that, that have the have the God-given ability and the breath, because all of us are walking around every day, if we don't strive to be the best we can be, man, if we don't strive to help somebody else along the way, 
but it, it, it goes back to people always say, well, what can I do? What can I do to, 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 uh, to better my community, to better my society? Here you have, you have gentlemen here on the line that have contributed to, to ultimate charities. Roger Samuels, uh, every year, cancer events. Myself, right here in my community in Charlotte, North Carolina, I'm trying to reach out all over the world. But the response that, you know, we, we sit down and we get in these little, uh, what I call kumbaya talks, but nobody has no movement. You know, we got, we, we've had people that's made the sacrifices. Roger Samuel owns Profile Foundation, a 501c3 charity, federally funded, meaning you'll get your, A, you'll get tax, federal tax exempt status. I mean, on your return, you'll get a federal credit, whatever. You know, I'm so excited about whatever I say because, you know, that's how that's who I am. But I'm really upset at sometimes when you see people saying, I don't know what it is to do. And here myself, I have cans because a barber and stylist charity, I set up specifically barbers and stylists wanting to do things in their community. And we're not getting as involved as we are. Don't just think about Dr. King's dream one day and say, oh, you know, I'm going to take this time to take off work. You know what I'm saying? The work never stops. <laughs> You know, the work never stops. After I'm finished cutting hair, you know, when I leave here now, I'm going to check on my books, and I'm sending out emails, and I'm sending out pamphlets, letting people know about the organization. The work never stops. Ivan Zhu said it best. He said, you know, a greatest barber is a service to the community. That's a great barber. A great barber is a servant to the community, and that's what we're going to have to be. And, that's what, and you know, Dr. King's dreams is, he, you know what, he, he made a sacrifice, you know, a sacrifice. And some of us got to start looking at some of the sacrifices we're not making. The little things, like I've been selling $2 bands just for donations, and you ain't seen nobody overwhelmingly like me running out, you know. But the thing about yeah. it is, is let's not have these little talks, but let's have movement. That's what it takes, movement. Movement to be successful, movement to be great. And, brother, hey, I thank you for having this, this show, MLK. Thank you to the commission for being a part of them. Thank you to everybody and this Clipper Company and all the listeners out there. Tonight reflect and see what it is you're doing for your community. And I'm out. Yes, sir. Pass the plate, pass the plate, brother J.D.B. A, a quick quote a quick quote from 1963. If a man has discovered discover something that he will die for, he is meant to live. Dr. King, 1963, and destroyed. To be a Negro in America is the hope against hope. Where do we go from here? 1967. Y'all, where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? How do we make it better for our, our children? Like my daughter now, my daughter goes to, um, it's called Columbus School for Girls. It's one of the the, the the highest rated schools in the state of Ohio, private school. And, you know, people are like, why do you want your daughter to go there? And she's going to end up being a little little white girl and top proper and this, that, and the other. You know, all the things they, they, they say about black folks when we become educated. What's wrong with being educated? What's wrong with going to the best school? Why do we always have to go to the slum schools? And then we talk about our children are are uneducated and we're not getting the best education, but yet we don't we don't send our kids and, and, and give our kids that that best opportunity. So y'all, as we reflect on this day, where do we go from here? Dr. King had a dream. He's dead and gone now. So what are we going to do? Are, are, are we going to carry on this dream by just sleeping and just laying back and doing nothing? Are we going to walk with our with our heads high and our eyes open with pride and, and, and make things better than they were the day before? I don't care if you're black, white, brown, light brown, dark brown, whatever you are, whatever your religion is, when we get cut, we bleed the same blood. When we get hurt, we have the same pain. So how do how, how do you look at somebody different when they walk down the street? 
when they stand when they stand next to you in line, just because they 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 have another race, another culture, they do things a little bit different than you are than you do. Is that wrong? Maybe what they're doing might be better than what you're doing. We can't judge people by by what we see. We can't judge people by what they have on. You got to take time to talk to some people sometimes and find out what's going on in the inside. With us being barbers and stylists, we're living Dr. King's dream every day. Black brothers and sisters working hand in hand. We touch everybody. We we touch more people than a preacher. People hear me say that. I'm like, what do you mean? We touch more people than a preacher. True enough, Pastor Moore has more people in our church in the congregation on Sunday morning. But me and my colleagues in this hair business, we're able to touch a, a, a vast, a vast, wider variety of people. We touch everybody from the pimp to the president. From the dope boy to the big deal, to the big deal maker in, in, in the big office downtown. From the uneducated to the man holding the doctor. From the unemployed to the multimillionaire from the rich to the poor, the black to white, the Baptist, the Jew, the Buddhist, the atheist, the Muslim, the Irish, Chinese, Japanese, Mexican. We touch them all, y'all. We're living Dr. King's dream. So we have to be responsible and watching some of the things and some of the things we say, some of the things that we do, that we don't offend some people, that we don't that 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 we don't set Dr. King's dream and the struggle everybody that went before us back a little bit. So, you know, y'all, we just gotta we just gotta do better. We gotta do better. See, we still got a, we still got a few people on the line. We got people going in and out and watching the switchboard. We got people going on and off. But uh, for those of y'all that are still on, uh, be sure to check us out next week. Keep following the Barber Zone. Um, anything you need in the barber game, find us barberzone.org. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter. Hit us up on Skype. I'm, try, I'm trying to get it together, man, to, to where I can do it on Skype. We can. We can go face-to-face, but um, make sure you follow us. Stay connected to the Barber Zone. If you uh, got any questions or comments, you want to come by and get a cut, 614-445-ZONE. That's 614-445-9663. Um, let's see here. If we can get a, a couple more couple more quotes from Dr. King. Let's see if I can jump on this website. Let's see. It may not be true that the law can't make a man love me, but it can't keep him from lynching me. I think that's pretty important. Dr. King said that in 1962 in the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, we got it. And see, we got we got to get off of this, man. If, if somebody doesn't like you for some reason, and you know you want to go do some bodily harm to him for what? Everybody has an opinion. We don't have, you know, you can't like everybody. You gotta, you know, you gotta love them with the love of God, but that doesn't mean you you have to like them. You have to like their actions. That that doesn't mean you go to violence because somebody is disagrees with something that you say or something that you do. You just got to try to take take a look at it, look at their viewpoint, and keep it moving. So, I 
that's what we gotta look at, y'all, here on this uh this Dr. King this Dr. King reflection day. We still got a couple people that that's on the show. I see y'all just listening. Go on and press one if you if you want to give a little reflection on what Dr. King has meant in your life. So we had a few people on earlier. We're gonna see if we can get a few more. We got got about fifteen minutes left in the show. If you're uh if if you're listening to us on the computer at blogtalkradio.com slash barberzone or or barberzone.org under listen live and you want to tap into the show six one I'm sorry three four seven six three seven three eight five zero press one and we'll get you on so you can get a reflection on this uh, this Dr King federal holiday. 25th anniversary of the, the 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 making of Dr. King's birthday fairly recognized. You know, people didn't have to go to work today, and kids were out of school. You didn't get any mail, so you didn't get get didn't get any bills. So, but what are we gonna do tomorrow? You know, today we, we took time to relax and reflect on what Dr. King did, you know, through the struggle, and not just Dr. King, but everyone who, who went through the struggle back in the 60s and the 70s, 80s, 90s, and on to this 2000, these 2000 years. Celebration for everybody who struggled, but what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, all the Dr. King posters and, and things to be taken down and everything would be cleaned up from from the Dr. King breakfast and marches and uh, celebrations. Everything would be cleaned up. But what are we going to do to carry on Dr. King's dream? Think about that, y'all. What are we going to do tomorrow? We got a lot of work to do, y'all. We still have a lot of work to do. Uh, we got a caller, 614. Let's see what we got on the line with us. Caller from the 614. Who we got on the Barber Zone with us tonight? What's up, man? This is McShane. What's going on, big guy? What's going on? How you doing, brother? I'm chilling. I'm at work. And that's good to be talking to Brother Tim. And he, to- he gave me the number, so you know I had to call in. Because, you know, I work with these youth out here, so, you know, I had to call in and say something. Okay, I appreciate you getting on the show, man. So, hey, go, go on and take the time, man, to give, get a little reflection on on, on yeah. what's going on with Dr. King's dream in your life. I, I, I know y'all work with the kids every day, man. Hey, first of all, I want to say thank you. Thank you to you, man, and everybody else that's working to help with these youth and help make them better. So. Take a little time, man, to, to, to give a little reflection on Dr. King, if you would. Yeah, um, you know, as, I, as I've been growing up, you know, I follow King, Dr. King, and, you know, we used to head downtown to the marches, and, you know, back then the recreation centers, they used to load up the vans, and we catch the Dakota bus and go down to the march and get a real understanding of what was going on with the whole Martin Luther King and bring it into perspective of things that people didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Everybody just mainly know about the, the marches and stuff like that, and they didn't really understand how he did stuff for the young people in the community back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Kids needed help to go to college or school books, homework. They they had the um, after-school program before it was even thought of to help kids that couldn't read and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Do me a favor. Turn your computer down a little bit because I, I can hear an echo in the background. But but you're exactly right. People don't real a lot of people don't realize that you know a lot of programs that we have today were started back then. They we, we right. just weren't able to get the the, the federal funding and the recon, rec, recognition that they do today. But a lot of these after school programs and and mentoring programs do come from the civil rights struggle. So right. you know there are a lot of things to think of. Than, than just you know, right. Uh, and that's uh, why the marches, the marches in the city. So you made you made a great point there, good brother. Go go right. on with your thought, man. 
Yeah, that that's the stuff that people don't really know or consider because you know me working with the kids, you know I work, and you know they like how did Martin Luther King King help us, and they really don't really understand the struggle. You know what I'm saying? And then you know you got them gang banging and stuff, and then for you to say you just happy to have a day off, you don't really know what's going on. You know that, that's a sad day. You know what I'm saying? So exactly. even my you know I got three. You know, I got three boys at home, and my youngest son, you know, they've been tough watching the Malcolm movie because, you know, it's been on high circulation. You know, every year this time, they, they throw that on, you know, then my son is like, he never, he in the seventh grade, and he said he didn't really understand the whole difference between black and, and white. He looked it up in the dictionary and seen the meaning to it. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like, my See, thing you is, you know, but. You gotta look at that good, but you gotta look at that in a good way that he didn't even realize that kids today, a lot of them that well, the ones that that have good mentors and good parents and good responsible people in their life, they don't know the difference between black and white. Like my right. daughter at, at, at Columbus Group for Girls, the black and white thing doesn't come into play because right. of the struggle of Dr. King. But it's, it's, it's the knuckleheads that don't realize that we struggle so we don't have a game. We struggle so you ain't walking around with your pants sagging, looking, looking like a slave. So you aren't walking around talking and speaking ignorant and calling each other names that you really don't even know what, what the, the background is on it. So, right. you know, it's, it's great that, that you know, the, the a lot of the responsible youth for the day don't even realize, you know, black and white at all. Because, you know, us coming up, we still had to deal with it heavily. You know, y'all, you know, I and Tim and them over in the Urban Crest area, and, and we over here on the outside over here. Dude, we had to deal with a lot. We had to deal with a lot of stuff. Oh, man, people, you know, even in, the, in, you know, the late 70s, early 80s, we still had to deal with a lot of you know, a lot of racial stuff that, you know, praise God that a lot of kids don't 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 have to deal with today. They have no clue about. But you know, you have to be the one, you know, like yourself, that take responsibility to give back to the youth to let. Yeah, yeah. and the great one that you know, Dr. King. Oh, he said, you know, I I, I see like on Facebook and stuff, people posting this his greatest top quotes and all, but, you know, we forgot about it for each one. We teach one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's so, it. So that, that's the bottom line that for each one and teach one. And I always tell people, you know how they have, like, forms and, like, they have stop the violence stuff, but they're not reaching the people that need to know. If you ever stop the violence and, say, 100 kids come, but they all, they, they're not into violence, we're not really getting the message across. You know what I mean? I definitely appreciate the <laughs> that's doing the march when they down here, like on uh, Ohio. I know Vance and some of them old cats. They they really doing a true stop the violence march. They going in the community where the people that need to hear it. You know, what's the use of us screaming stop the violence to a hundred straight A students or students that go to school and got good families? They're not the ones that's the problem. You know, a lot of people. You know, they they make a little paper and they forget about the community. You know what I mean? They move away, then they forget. Then I remember me, you know, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I posted on Facebook, I hate seeing that people that I grew up with that I know for sure was broke on welfare just like everybody else, and then they make a little money and got a little government job or something, they on Facebook talking about, that's so ghetto, I don't like to go here because black people don't know how to act and that's ghetto. But like I say, uh -huh. you remember when you was there? You know what I mean? Like me, if my people is ghetto, I love them the same. Right. You got to love them the same. Never forget where you come from, man. And, and, and that's the craziest, the, the ones that, that get educated and, and, and step away from the community like you wasn't part of that. Like yeah. that, that, didn't help, that didn't help form the person that you are. You did take advantage of, of some of the opportunities you had, and you were able to refine yourself. But don't right. look down on the, on the people that weren't able to do that. What you need to right. do is reach back, and, reach back and help and show them 
what to do. How how did you come up? You didn't come up by yourself. Right, right. But the thing of it is, I know you. I remember. You know, we live in the same I know you. So that, that's that's my motto. I always tell the people when I see somebody, I know you. Cut it out. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, man, I enjoyed you, man. Let me get back to work. And, uh, right, definitely man, be man. tuning in more. And I definitely like being a part of great conversations and all that. I, I appreciate you, McShane, man. Hey, man, God bless you on what you're doing for our youth, man. And thank you, Bill, brother. All right, peace. Peace to you, man. All right. All right, y'all. Hey, y'all, that, that's my man, McShane, man. Welcome. Thank you for stopping through the Barber Zone. Y'all, what are we going to do? You know, we celebrating Dr. King, and y'all also know we, we get we get we get we get 28 days in a minute. You know, Black History Month. You know, I, I guess that's all we can get right now. But uh, you know, we got to do the best with what we can get. So, y'all, as as we go through this, man, we got we got to live this dream. This this cut all the violence out, cut all the negativity out, man. You know that that does nothing but but set us back so many steps, so many steps. So let's just let's just try to be better people to each other, man, every day, and and not not let it have to be Dr. King's uh, Dr. King's birthday or or something like this for us to feel good about the next man in mankind. Um. Oh. Y'all, I, you know, as, as, as we remember Dr. King, I gotta take out a moment here, man, to to remember one of the one of the greatest barbers um, I've known. Uh, one of my instructors, well, not actually my instructor in school, but my instructor in the barber game. One of my mentors in life, uh, Mr. Ned McNeil, passed away here last week, and uh, you know, God rest his soul. You know, it's because of brothers, you know, brothers like uh, Mr. McNeil, we call him Mr. Knight. He was what he called the inventor of the money stroke. You know, showed us different things on how to be better barbers. But not, not just be better barbers as cutting, but be better men and women in life. So, you know, rest in peace to him and and, and a lot of things that, that he talked about and, and he, he, he preached about. Because, you know, went to his funeral and, you know, he was called uh, Minister McNair. You know, we always knew that he was a God-fearing man and loved his wife, Miss Pinky. But, you know, you you never know how, how somebody's going to touch so many people's lives. So, you know, um, yeah, Mr. McNair used to, used to just tell us, y'all, y'all got to be better people than you are at Barbara. Be a great barber, but be a better person than you are a barber. So, y'all, um, as we come to the close of, of of another end of the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio show, we want to say thank you, thank you, thank you to Dr. King and all those other brothers and sisters and not just meaning brothers and sisters as black folks. I mean brothers and sisters in the word and the struggle of God that gave their life, gave their time, gave their efforts, gave up their family, gave up their freedom so that we may be better people here in 2011, that their efforts don't go in vain. As we go through these days, y'all, let's be better, brothers and sisters. Let's love each other as one. Let's stop all this negative, useless violence and ignorance. And let's love each other like God has commanded us to do. We say Dr. Dr. Martin Luther King because he was a minister. Y'all got to remember that. This man was a minister, a man of God. Preach the, preach the word of God and his nonviolent approach is 
godly way of handling the struggles and the violence and the wrong that was being done to God's people by another oppressive people. So, y'all, we got to stop hating. We got to stop backbiting. We got to stop pulling each other down. We got to take this time to say he's my brother. I'm going to help him up. He's not happy. He's my brother. So as we as we end another show, y'all, I just want to say thank you for supporting the Barber Zone, the Enter the Barber Zone Blog Talk Radio Show. Be sure to check us out next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You know, hit us up. Info at barberzone.org. It's the email. Shop number 614-445-9663. So as we close on this Martin Luther King Reflection Day, I just want to say thank you, peace, blessing. And, y'all, we've, we've come a long way. Think about it. It's been 25 years that we celebrate Dr. King's birthday as a federal holiday. But we have so many more years to go. So let's be better to each other than we are to ourselves. I got a caller sneaking in real quick. We're going to see what they got to say. Caller from the 702, you sneaking in. What you got to say today? Oh, I see they hung up before I got to them. That's all right. I was going to get them in. But, um, yeah, check us out same time next week. Barbara, love to you. The Barber Renaissance is starting. Stay connected to Barber Zone, man. We're going to tell you how you connected to the whole Barber world. Peace to you. See you next week. God bless you and live Dr. King's dream.